Drinks and a show. This is a musical podcast where I go into the plot of a show with someone who hasn't seen it and hopefully by the end of it they'll love it. Happy holidays for those who do celebrate. A great gift that you can give to someone is a podcast recommendation for this show. Definitely won't be one they'll complain about or return. Today I'll be doing the 2012 movie adaption of the musical Les Miserables, also known as Les Mis. My guest today is my mum Bronwyn. Bronnie has always been my date to musicals, but for some reason she just doesn't like watching the movie versions of musicals, which totally is her loss when it comes to Chicago. Am I right, Drinkinators? Anyways, Les Mis has a lot of characters, so sorry if it's confusing to keep up with it. And since this whole show is sung through completely, I will not be saying the title of every song throughout. Just give the movie a watch or the songs a listen, and I've even listed my favorite ones in the show notes. Spoilers ahead, as always. Hello, Bronnie. Welcome to Drinks and a Show. Thank you for inviting me, Cassie. That's okay. Let the listeners know what you're drinking. Just having a scotch and coke. Nice. I'm having, as you can see, a Smirnoff Ice original. Oh, I hope you're not driving. No. <laughs> it's only 1.1 standard drink. Watch oh, out. that's good. I've taught Get you off well. the roads. I've taught you well. <laughs> so let the people know what your thoughts are on musicals because... You tend to be my date when I go to musicals, but you hate watching movie musicals. Yeah, sort of. Like, yeah, I don't like movie musicals such as Sweeney Todd. That really put me off. But I do love, like, Rocky Horror. I do like Grease and a couple of the ones, like Kinky Boos, that we've been to. But I don't like things like Cat. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. It's probably ones I see in the movies. But I don't think I would even see Les Mis live. Yeah. I don't think I would see that live. I wouldn't see Cats live. Yeah. So even though you don't know what it's about, you just would refuse to see it? No, because I saw the first 10 minutes of the particular movie, and after you made me watch Rent, that made me hate musicals even more. I love Rent. I know you do, <laughs> and it was just the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> but, so, do you think it's more just like a um, nostalgia thing with you, like, Grease and Rocky Horror, because that's like the 70s, so that's like your childhood? Grease was 1978, so you're correct. I love Greece because 1978 I was actually going to school in the United States and so they loved Australians and Greece came out and um, it made us more popular. Rocky Horror Picture Show, um, the first, I didn't see the movie, I actually saw the stage play with my brother first and loved it and then it was played at a party, the whole album and everyone else was singing, a bit similar to When Bad Out of Hell and um, so I've always loved those two. But then there was another one which I hated and I didn't last long with Steve Martin Something about um like a giant plant. Oh, uh, little shop of horrors. Oh, yep. I think that might have been the catalyst. I think that was the turning yeah. point. <laughs> I like little shop of horrors. Oh god. So what's been your favourite show that we've seen live? That one I like Kinky Boots. The Harry Potter I love, but there was no singing in Harry Potter. So if you talk about singing, that one that was about 9-11, yeah, that Yeah, Come one From Away. Come From Away. Yeah, I love that one too. That was fantastic, and I'd probably see that again. And can I guess what your worst will be? Guess. Chicago. Yeah, that was not yeah. That was very disappointing. Yeah. And now I'm glad I didn't see the movie. No, see, the movie is heaps better. This is what I People who enjoy seeing Chicago in Melbourne, good on you for trying to see the best in it, but the movie is heaps better. Yeah, I was just yeah, very disappointed. So I don't know whether it's to do with the actors, but I don't know. And Richard Gere is in the movie, and I love Richard Gere, but no, I just couldn't watch it. Yeah, movie's heaps better. So uh, do you have any ideas of what you think Les Mis is about? Well, for some reason, I thought it was on a boat, a giant boat, but then I realised that's Pirates of Penzance, which I also would not see. Um, um, uh, I will have you know, I was in the Pirates of Penzance in high school, so you did see Pirates of Penzance oh, live. I? Yeah, and Alexi was the lead for it. That might have been why I don't That was the one maybe where that's why I, I stuck up. Like, that might be the reason why I don't like musicals. Yeah, <laughs> I've <just laughs> seen that. Yeah, and maybe I don't like musicals because I got, when I applied for them at a private school for Cinderella, I didn't get picked. So it might have been, might have stemmed back to that childhood. I just remember the line, you only had one line to say, and it was... Oh, little shoe, where is the owner? And I didn't get it. 
And I know I can't sing, so I, but they didn't ask me to sing. <laughs> so all I was was the dancer going up the hall, going up the aisles, and we had to do it with Skirts Dancing Queen. No. Abba. So you have no idea what you think Lee Miz is about. You just thought nah, it was a No, I just know Russell Crowe is in it. Anne Hathaway, who shouldn't have won an Oscar. And Hugh Jackman, who I do like, but I haven't even seen The Greatest Showman, so... Okay, I'll give you some background into Les Mis. So it's based on a book by Victor Hugo, which came out in 1862. Victor Hugo? Yeah. I know Victor Hugo books. All right, Victor Hugo, Notable Works, Hunchback of Notre Dame. That's why I know yeah. the name. So he wrote the book that this show is based on. Um, the music is by Claude Michel Schomburg. Good pronunciation. Yeah. I'm glad you did some French at school. So I know what you're thinking. That name sounds really familiar. and like I think it, it does sound familiar, considering I don't like musicals. The reason that name sounds familiar is because he also wrote Miss Saigon, which is episode five of Drinks and a Show. The English lyrics were written by Herbert Kretzmer. Les Mis is the longest running musical on the West End. It's been there since 1985 and also is the second longest running musical in the world. Really? Even more than Phantom of the Opera? Yeah, so Phantom of the Opera is the most on Broadway, yeah, but not on the West End. West End. And the longest-running musical in the world was The Fantastics, which was off-Broadway for 42 years. Never, ever heard of that. 1960 to 2002 is when it closed down. Oh, good. When I was alive. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I am now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not that I have exactly. stopped yet, but... <laughs> Les Mis was on Broadway from 1987 to 2003, and it is the 6th longest... Broadway show. Since then, it has been on many tours, revivals, concert performances. So a lot of the filmed recordings of it was concerts. So that's why today I've done the movie because that's probably the best one I could find of the actual show, not just people standing there and singing. But you know, being around for that long, there's got to be something good about it, right? So it's about poor people in some place in France. Is that right? I'll get into it. Okay. That's my review. <laughs> Zero stars. All right, let's start. They are all on a boat. They are on <laughs> no, a boat? No, oh. <laughs> All right. So the year is 1815. Yep. Set after the French Revolution. Yep. And you should know that pretty well because you did that in um, high school. I'll have you know, we only did the first part of the revolution as soon as Napoleon came into it. Stopped. Yep. And that's when I heard things got interesting. So we see Valjean. That is Hugh Jackman, if you want me to give you actors' names yeah, give as me the actors' on, names so, as well. So you can imagine them. And many other prisoners who are pulling... Prisoners. A, prisoners, yeah. Who are pulling a giant ship by, like, a rope. So there is a ship in it. Well, this is the only time. Is that, Hugh Jackman in prison? So he's a prisoner, yeah. Okay. So he's being watched over by Javert, which is Russell Crowe. Look, oh, is Russell Crowe a warden? He's a police okay. woman. So we see him force Valjean to also lift a heavy wooden flagpole. And so he's in the movie, he's doing this uh, angry kind of face. So Javert calls Valjean prisoner 24601. He has told him that um, he is now on parole and he has to give him a piece of paper, which he has to show to everyone and everyone, like rather than just getting a criminal check, he has to be like, hey, can I stay here? By the way, I'm a criminal. So Valjean says, I only stole a loaf of bread. Like, Yep, I know that bit. Yeah. And like for my family, they were starving. And then it is explained that he got so much time because he also tried to escape. Ah. So also attempting to escape automatically puts you as a dangerous criminal. So when people are reading that piece of paper, he's getting turned down for jobs, he's getting turned down for accommodation because he's labelled as a dangerous guy. So why was he pulling a... Um... That was what prisoners were doing as punishment. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then so now he's like being released, but not that much has changed since then. Now someone released from jail isn't able to go back to their normal life because there is nothing there to support him and the system's just working against him. Oh, yeah. Sounds like the 21st century as well. Yeah. So he is welcomed in by the Bishop of Digne, spelled D-I-G-N-E, Digne, Digne. Um, for food and shelter, and Valjean steals a whole bunch of silverware because, you know, he could make more money from doing that. Is that Hugh Jackman's character? Yeah. So he's still a thief anyway? 
Yeah, but also he's being turned down everywhere, but he's being taken in by this bishop who goes like... So he steals from the bishop? Yeah. So he's not a nice character? Well, yeah, that's the thing. But also he doesn't know any better. So he's captured by the police and returned back to the bishop. The bishop is like, oh, you almost left with all this other silverware I was giving you as well. And he's like to the police, he goes, oh, no, no, he didn't steal this silverware from me. You know, I let him have it. You know, let him go, let him be. And they're like, okay, fair enough. How and did then, the police know he stole the silverware? Because of how he looked. And he, oh, he was wearing he, it. He literally, like, stuffed it, like, down his top and he's, like, oh, running okay. away with it. So the bishop's a nice bloke. Yeah, and so when they've gone, the bishop is like, you know, I've just given you, like, a second chance. Use this second chance wisely. Make yourself a good, honest man. Yep. And so touched by this person being so nice, he decides to turn his life around by breaking his parole and getting rid of the piece of paper completely and acting like an everyday person. Oh, okay. So he's sort of, like, gone incognito. Yeah. Okay. So we then move forward to 1823, so we're eight years in the future. Whoa, that's yeah. a big jump in a musical. Not the only jump we're going to have. Oh, I'm about to say, <laughs> musicals seem like they're going for 20 million years, but it's only an hour. So Valjean has turned his life around, and he's, no, he's the mayor of a town and also owns a factory. He's a mayor? Yeah. And they call him Mr. Le Maire. Really? Yeah. Mr. Le Maire. That's how I hear Mr. Le Maire. Okay. Yeah, I might not be pronounced as La Mayor. So, um, in this factory is also where Fontaine works. Fontaine is Anne Hathaway's character. Um, she's hated by all the other girls because she's kind of like young, and the foreman pays special attention to her. So there's a lot of like jealousy coming from like those women. Okay. So they find out she has like a letter in her hand, and they're like, "Oh, what's this?" And grab it and read it. And they find out that she's got a daughter who's currently living with some innkeepers, and they're oh, asking I thought for you money. Say she was on parole as well. No, <laughs> no. Oh, okay. So they didn't see a letter. They oh no, there's no photography back on those. No. Days. So she had it in her hand. They go, "Oh, what's this, Fontaine?" And they're reading it. They're like, "Oh, so you're giving money to these other people, or you've got like a daughter that you have to like look after." And then um, she's trying to, like, get it back off them. That's causing, like, a bit of, like, a tiff in the factory. And Valjean comes in. He goes and breaks it up. And then he sees Javert has arrived. And as the mayor of the town, he's got to go see what's going on. So, and he goes to the foreman. You handle this. Be patient with them. I've got to go deal with this. So the foreman asks everyone, okay, what's going on? And they're like, this girl's going to be trouble. Look what she has to do. She has to send money away just for, like, a kid. And then the Anne Hathaway is just, like, pleading, okay? She's like, no, trust, like, I need this job. You can't let me go. And he goes, hmm, nah, you're fired. You're kidding. No. Nah. That's not very nice. Yeah, so Anne Hathaway is gone. And then um, Javert is there to tell Valjean he is now the town's chief of police. He goes, you know, thought I should introduce myself. Ah, so does he know it's Hugh Jackman? No, because he's got his life together. doesn't look like a prisoner anymore. He's got did he change, clothes. Did he, did he change his looks? Well, we all know what Hugh Jack, but yeah, like his hair is like more well done. But Russell Crowe character, if he was a good policeman, he would have, he should have picked that this is a person. Okay, let's keep watching. All right. Yep. So as I've written here, he doesn't recognize Valjean because he looks rich and not prison chic. Okay. So outside you just hear like this crazy like crash and like a person like asking for help. And a cart has broken and landed on someone. So Valjean runs out there goes and picks up the cart and he's doing that same face and it reminds Javert from when he had to lift that flagpole at the start. Javert goes, oh, you remind me of someone from like years ago. And um, Did did Hugh Jackman's character recognise him? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, straight away. And he goes, oh, you remind me of that person. And then um, Valjean, as like a little charming thing, goes, oh, I wouldn't forget a face like yours. Ah. Yeah. Well done, Hugh Jackman. But not, like, in a flirty way, like how I said it, but, like... <laughs> yeah, but at least it's good that to show, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, no, man, I totally would. So we'll go to Fontaine. So she's trying to find anything to make money. She goes down to the docks where a whole bunch of prostitutes hang out. There she's had to sell her hair. They've got shaved her hair off, pulled teeth out, obviously. Well, they do that to her. Yeah, because they're like, we'll pay good money for your teeth. We'll pay good money for your hair. Oh, who, who's they? People at the docks. Wow. Yeah. So, um, also, she's working herself as a prostitute. And this is where we have the song, 
I dreamed a dream. She's singing this and this song's about reminiscing on when her life didn't suck, you know, when she was younger. She had more hopes. So a bit like Olivia Newton-John on the beach just wondering where Danny Zuko was. She's just lost. Yeah, except her life doesn't revolve around a man. It revolves around her daughter. Okay. And trying to make sure that her daughter... So where's her daughter? ...is with innkeepers that have agreed to look after her for money. Is it in the same vicinity? No. Or is she like another she part of She has to send... Yeah, it's another part. She has to send money to them. Okay. After she sings this song, she has a potential client coming up to her, which she doesn't really want to deal with right now. And the guy doesn't care. And he's still trying to like force himself on her. Oh. And she like attacks back at him. And then as um, she's done this, this has caught the attention of the police. So Javert is there. And... This is the first time she's ever seen Russell Crowe's character? Yeah. Yep. And then the guy who was propositioning her is like, oh, this girl just came up to me, you know, and then look what she did to me out of the blue. Like, I was just lost. I didn't mean to be here. She's like, please, sir, like, I have a daughter. Like, I can't go to jail. And then uh, Valjean also there and was like, look at her. She obviously needs a hospital, like. Because of her missing teeth. Missing teeth. Um, She's probably been on the streets for like days and stuff like that. Who knows what infection oh, she's so got Oh, so Hugh Jackman's going. looking out for her. Yeah. And then... What was he doing on the scene? Uh, He's just walking there, mayor. Walking around the town. So he just happened... So he just happened to be there? Yeah. Okay. She's like, no, like, don't arrest me. Um, Valjean comes there to like, saves the day. And then he recognises her from the factory. Ah. Oh. And then... She wasn't the one that fired... He no, no, he, yeah. she's the one who's told the foreman, you deal with this, be patient. And then she tells him, yeah, your foreman fired me. This is why I'm here right now. Ah. And so he's feeling bad and goes to take her to the hospital and, like, finds out, like, about her daughter and things like that. Oh, I bet you this is going to turn out to be a love story anyway. No, nope, definitely not. Okay, yeah. <laughs> not with them. While she's in hospital, Valjean is, like, in his mayor office and then Javert comes in and he goes... Just letting you know, I did report you because I thought you were this runaway parolee from years ago. And I'm just letting you know I've done that. But I'm sorry, I was wrong because they have caught that actual prisoner now. Wow. And uh, he goes, you know, if you want to fire me from being chief of police, like, I completely understand. And Valjean's like, no, you know, you're doing your job. That's great. And so Russell Crowe leaves and then he's just there like, okay, so my life could be good if I just let this guy take the fall. But then also I have to live with the rest of my life that this guy is in jail because they think he's me. But he's also could save a life with Anne Hathaway, couldn't he? Because if he's in jail, he can't help her. Yeah. So he decides to run into the court and tell them, this is not Valjean. This is not the man you're looking for. I am actually 24601. Oh. And they're all like, all right, Mr. Lemaire, I don't think you're feeling well. All oh. right, let's take you to the hospital. So he goes to the same hospital that Fontaine is at. At the hospital, Fontaine, not doing well. She's just slowly dying. She's dying? Yeah. Why is she dying? Because of all, like, the shit that's happened to her body. What do you think the 1800s medicine is like? So while she's there, um, Valjean has come up to her and he promises to look after Cosette for her. I'll make sure that she's cared for. Don't worry about that. And not known for his good timing, Javert appears in the hospital. He's like, I'm here to arrest you because, you know, he's now admitted. And then Valjean is like, no, no, no. After, you can totally arrest me. But first, I'm going to go save a child from poverty because I just promised to do that. Like, normally I'd totally go with you and get arrested, but kind of made this promise. And they go into, like, this little, like, fight. Uh, physical fight or tit for tat? Javert has, like, a sword. And he's, like, trying to, like, get him. And then um, Valjean has managed to, like, find things around the hospital to, like, get away. Then manages to jump out of, like, a door, which also leads into, like, the ocean. Oh, a bit of Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A lot of that. So then we go and see Cosette, which is the name of Fontaine's daughter. Okay, yep. So she's at that inn with those innkeepers. So the innkeepers are played by Sasha Baron Cohen and Helena Bottom Carter. Ali G's in the movie. Yeah. Borat's in the movie. Yeah. I didn't he's know He's also that. in Sweeney Todd, so... Oh, my God. Yeah. He's talented, would you believe it? Oh, that means I have to move him down on my top ten list. <laughs> so... Who's the other character you said? Helena Bottom Carter. Oh, yeah, she's in Sweeney Todd, too. Yeah. 
she, she's not treated well by them, so their name is... Ah, oh, so the innkeepers aren't treating her well no. either. Well, yeah, no. They're huge scam artists. So it's a bit like foster parents that treat their foster kids just to get the money. Yeah, and they had their own daughter, Eponine. What's her name? Eponine? Eponine. Oh, I like that name. Yeah. Um, and their names are Tenardier. So she's not treated well by them. Um, As well? Eponine is, but Cosette is not treated well. We have the song Master of the House, which is kind of a bit of a comic relief after what we've just been going through with, like, the death of Anne Hathaway and, like, all that depressing what? stuff. And Hathaway died? Yeah, in the hospital. And then that's when... You didn't tell me that. I did. I said as she's dying, Valjean... You told me she was dying. Yeah. I didn't know she died. Yeah, she died. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so she's dead. Okay. So that's why he's looking after so her daughter. So that's why Hugh Jack... So it was like a deathbed promise. Yeah. Okay. No one, okay, I didn't know she died. Yeah. <laughs> How'd she win an Oscar then? She wasn't in the movie that long. Exactly. So, Master of the House com- comedy relief kind of thing just shows how they treat people in there um, who come to their inn. They're like, yeah, sure, come in, pickpocketing them, scamming them, things like that. Madame Tenardier uh, asks Cosette to go and get something from the well, and she goes, Really? Like, should I go alone? She goes, Yeah, like, just go. And then Eponine comes in, and that's when you say, She goes, Oh, my little Eponine, and it's just being so over. Ah, so a bit like Harry Potter in his yeah. family. Yeah, it's like the Dursleys. The Dursleys, and Dudley was always a good one. Yeah. So while Cosette has gone off to the well, um, she's just like there alone in the forest, and Valjean shows up and goes, like, Hey, you totally should not be alone in the forest so he takes her back the, to the Tenardiers and did goes, she know who he was no so she just walks off with a strange man yeah well because she's going back home to the inn oh okay so he's like walking her back to the inn yeah and then he's like hey like I'm here to give you guys money to look after her because like her mum has passed away and then that was in the movie I'm pretty sure even because that's like what like so she wouldn't have known no so this is how she's found out um that her mum's passed away and they're like, oh, for our little girl? Oh, God, we love her so much. We're like, come here. Um, so they assume that Hugh Jackman's character is rich, so yeah. they want to do the nice thing. But also, he does look rich. He's got men. He looks rich. Okay. Yeah. And they're like, oh, come here, little Colette. Cosette. No, yeah, Cosette, come here, come here. And it's just like, and she's like, mm-mm, mm-mm, like, I'm not going with you. And then they eventually come to an agreement and then he gets to go off with Cosette. He's in like his horse and carriage. You see them go and leave. And then a little bit later, Javert is just behind him and asks the innkeepers, hey. Russell Crowe's been a bit of a stalker yeah. here. <laughs> just a bit like his new movie. Trying to do his job. But he's uh, everywhere. Yeah. And for someone who's the chief of police elsewhere, he's now, I guess, like. A private investigator. <laughs> yeah. The first private investigator was invented in the 1800s. By Victor Hugo. <laughs> By Victor Hugo. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and he, like, asked the Tenardiers, um, oh, have you seen, like, Valjean? And they're like, yeah, he went that way. Oh, because he would have known because they had that fight in the hospital that he said, no, I need to look after the daughter. Yeah. So that's how he knew to go down there. Hmm. And, and then... Yeah, what's Russell Crowe's goal? Is The goal is he just wants him in jail. Yeah, he's an escape... Prisoner. Um, your prisoner, yeah. Even though he's doing a nice thing for someone at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, so Russell Crowe doesn't think he's doing anything bad. We're just trying to see more human sides of Hugh Jackman. Where you're like, oh, is it justified? Because also he shouldn't ever have been in jail for stealing a loaf of bread. Shouldn't have been in jail for stealing a loaf of bread. But a lot of people got sent to Port Arthur for that. But I think I wasn't happy about him stealing from the bishop. Yeah. And this goes to like a little scene where once like Valjean and Cosette are getting like all comfortable in a place then it's like oh Javert shut up so they're like running away it's like that's what like their life is for a little while oh so they're on the run yeah and then they go into like this area that kind of looks like a monastery and there's a groundskeeper there and he goes please sir like you need to help me and this girl and then it ends up being the guy who is saved from having the cart fall on him oh okay yeah so he makes a little appearance again and so he manages to help them get them on their feet and now we move nine years in the future so what you're up to now? We're up to 1832. This is a tough time in French history as this is the June Rebellion. This is where I'm like looking up to it and I'm like, okay, French Revolution went crazy. So this is after um, Napoleon is no longer in charge and they've put a monarch back in charge. Yeah, yep. boring name for a revolution. Yeah, well, it's, it's a rebellion. It's rebellion. not. It didn't make the hugest difference. <laughs> Let's yep. just say that much. And who was rebelling? 
students, a whole bunch of uni students. And so this includes Marius, who is played by Eddie Redmayne. Really? Yeah. You don't know Eddie wow. Redmayne's yeah. 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 No, I didn't know he was in it. Yeah. I loved it. He won an Oscar. He did a brilliant job with um, doing Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in it. And there's even, I don't really Don't know. tell me he sings too. Of course, everyone sings in this. Can't oh. be in Lamez and not sing, unless you're the groundskeeper who had the cart fall on him. <laughs> <laughs> there's also Gav Roche, who's like a 10-year-old. Marius, he is standing up for the poor, but he actually comes from like a really rich family. So I don't know if it's just guilt or something that's trying to make him fight for like the better cause. So they're in like a little market and there's Valjean with now a grown-up Cosette, played by Amanda Seyfried. Wow. Cosette and Marius make eye contact across the market, so they're in love. Yep. Yep. And is Hugh Jackman's character pretending to be her dad? Yeah. It's like she's obviously fine with completely having a proper role model after being with the Tenardiers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she doesn't like call him dad, I don't yeah. think. But it's sort of like that relationship though. Yeah, yeah, he's been a carer. Like yeah. he's her ward. We do see that in the little market, the Tenardiers are there asking for money. Oh. Yeah. Hi, Russell Crowe shorts there, man. <laughs> well, they're like, oh, hey, Valjean, we know you. You owe us more money for Cosette and, like, are demanding more money for... So, blackmail. Yeah. And this um, creates a kerfuffle, which, what does a kerfuffle draw the attention of? Russell Crowe again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, now... Um, Valjean and Cosette kind of look more like upper class so he goes straight away to like the Tenardiers first and so Valjean is like quick like let's get out of here so they like run away and then Russell Crowe like talks to the Tenardiers for a bit and then he goes what where did they like why did they run what reason would they need to run in this situation Javert is like there's only one person I know who would need to run away from me which yeah mate as a police officer, there's only one person that will run yeah, away. Yeah, because he's me. just on a bloody vendetta. That's <laughs> yeah. what this guy's on. And it's sure nine years later. Sure, there's other criminals mm-hmm. happening in France, are they? And the Tenardiers are going, yeah, and don't forget, he also stole a child from us. Like, whatever problem you've got with him, you got to remember he's a horrible yeah, but person. Didn't he, tell, didn't he tell Russell Crowe in the hospital that he had to look out for yeah. his daughter? Yeah, no one really takes these guys seriously. <laughs> but okay. this is just them trying to be like, hey, let us go. We're also victims here. Javert lets him go. He goes, like, whatever, get out of here. But now he knows that Valjean is close by. Yeah. And Eponine is there, and she goes, whoa, is that Cosette? Like, oh, because, like, they grew up together. Oh, the other daughter. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And she also has a huge crush on Marius as well. Oh, so there might be some jealousy happening. Because now Marius has now fallen in love with um, Cosette, and he, uh, Marius even asks Eponine, because Eponine goes, I like, oh, I can't believe it's her. And then he asks Eponine, like, can you please find me? I'll give you money. I'll give you money. She goes, you don't need to give me money. Like, I'll go find her for you and, like, find out where she lives and stuff. You know, she might have a crush on him, but she's also his friend. So she was Oh, okay. So, all right. So she's not setting anyone up. Well, she is, but it's also, what is she going to say to him? No. Like, she likes him. But he, yeah, but if she loves him, he won't like her if she does something bad. Yeah. So the name of the revolution gang is called... In English, Friends of the ABC. In French, it's La Amie de l'ABC. They gather at a local cafe to have their little revolution meeting to plan what they're going to do. How many is in this revolution? Just five people? No, it's like tens. Okay. <laughs> tens of students. Tens. Um, okay, yeah. tens. Um, to figure out what they're going to do for the revolution. Marius is then. He's kind of going on about Cosette. And there's Onjuris. Which... Oh my god, how many characters are in this? Yes, that's what I say. You could write them down. No, I didn't want to write them down. So just, he... say, just say the real actor. He's played by Aaron Tevet. No, I haven't heard of him. Which, Aaron Tevet does a lot on Broadway, but he's also been on Gossip Girl as um, Chase Crawford's cousin. Oh, yes. That guy. Oh, he's nice looking. Yeah. Yeah, so it's played by him. So he is all about this revolution, rebellion. He's just focused on that. He's like, Marius, like, who cares about this girl you've just met? you got to focus on this. And then Marius is like, why not focus on both? Yep. Okay. In this meeting, Gavroche comes in and announces that General Lamarck has died. So General Lamarck was very popular with the lower classes. He spoke for the people. And so his death just sent shockwaves and has now kind of 
fast forwarded their plan to want to rebel. We then see Cosette is back at her house with Valjean and he's asking him about the truth of his background. Like, why are we always on the run? Like, you won't tell me. Oh, so me he's letting her know? No, he refuses to tell her. Oh. So she goes out in the garden unhappy about, like, him not telling her. And then here we see Eponine has led Marius to Cosette's house. Like, here you go, friend, leading you to the girl that you're in love with. And then they have, like, a little moment with each other through, like, the gate, you know, pronouncing their loves for each other. Usual French romantic stuff. Yeah. And Eponine's just watching this, like, just getting sadder and sadder. So Valjean ruins their moment by calling Cosette to come back inside. And then we see Monsieur Tournier. Monsieur. 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 Um, and he is there coming to rob the house of Valjean. He is? No, the innkeeper, Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, yeah. oh, Sasha. Yeah. Does he talk about Borat when he does it? No. Okay. And so they're, they're planning to go, like, rob that house, and Eponine is, like, sort of like, no, no, there's nothing in this house, trust me. So Eponine's still, like, very so nice. So she's still been on their side. Yeah. But, yeah, so Eponine hasn't completely turned out to be, like, her parents. Like, she still lives that life, but I guess having good friends around, kind of, like, Marius, who's rich, so... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she's like, no, there's nothing there. I've already looked in there. Don't do it. And they're like, oh, we're not going to listen to you. And so she just screams to try and draw attention to them. And they're like, oh, idiot. Isn't, well, where's Rusty? He seems to be everywhere. <laughs> Was he out the front? Well, Valjean a... hears this and goes, oh, my God. Well, Javert's going to be here any second. Like, that's his yeah, calling that's card. his calling card. <laughs> yeah. It's like whistling for a dog. So he tells Cosette, he's like, we've got to get ready, pack everything. I know a passage to England. You know, we're going to have to do it ASAP. Ah, leave the country. That's smart. Yeah. <laughs> Only took him, what, 15 years on the run? Yeah. <laughs> Cosette um, leaves a note. She writes a note saying, like, where they're going. And um, Who's she leaving a note for? For Marius. Okay. So she leaves it, like, on her gate. So where they had, like, fallen in love and spoken to. She just leaves it out there. It's for Marius. And Russell Crowe will probably see that, will he? No, Eponine sees it. So she's there, reads the letter, and then cries in the rain and sings on my own. So, yeah, she's upset even though, like, she kind of helped make it happen, but didn't want to deprive her best friend of happiness. Well, if she shows that note to Russell Crowe's character, I don't like her at all. So we then go into the musical number One Day More, which is sung by nearly every single character about how big the next day is going to be for all of them. Okay, so they're all in different settings, but they're all singing the same song. Yeah. Okay. So you've got, like, Valjean with Cosette being like, like, tomorrow we're going to manage to get away, Javert wanting to get. Valjean, also not just that, Javert's also got the rebellion that's about to happen because he's still, like, in the... Busy man. Yeah. Um, there's Anjouris who is like, hey, we got to get ready for the rebellion. And then there's Marius who's kind of thinking about the rebellion and Cosette. He doesn't know that she's left. He has tried to like go oh, to her house. she's got the note. Yeah, Eponine still has the note. Yeah. So he's gone to the house and like knocking and she's not answering. So he goes, all right, that's it. Fighting in the rebellion. That's what I'm going to do. So Eponine is also dressed as a guy so that she can join in, in part of the revolution. Oh, Yes. Yep. yep. From that big one, we then go into the song Do You Hear the People Sing, which starts off very low. So it's like General Lamarck's funeral, I think. And so it's like a parade how they've got like the horse and carriage hearse kind of thing going through. And you have them all singing Do You Hear the People Sing? Singing the song of angry men. Oh, and then a crescendo happens? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And then they all start coming out with, like, flags and things like that. So they come out with a red flag, which I believe was a revolution flag. But then they also have your normal French flag that we see now. Yeah. Um, waving those ones. This causes the police to not be that happy about it. So there's, like, a standoff because they also have guns that they're facing at the police. Police are all got bayonets. And then the police shoot a shot and it hits an old woman and then this causes just, like, a huge riot. Oh, is the old woman doing that? Because they were there for the parade, just watching... Oh, so they're watching the the General Lamarck's funeral. Yeah. What happens is barricades are created in the streets. So what you can see, like, in the movie, there's, like streets that go like walking and you see like they've built barricades people just throwing stuff out their windows like tables chairs to like gradually build up so like barricading out both this is all for the people with the revolution 
with all this going on, there's chaos. Um, we see Javert going street gear to go undercover into the ABC. Whoa, undercover police back in those days. Yeah. And he goes, hey, I know exactly what those guys are doing. You know, I can totally tell you what it is. And then he goes to tell them, like, oh, you know, they're not coming till tomorrow morning. And Gavroche, who has been pushed around by Javert before, he goes, this guy's a cop. Like, he's not one of us. Ah, oh, so he was obvious undercover to them. Well, Gavroche has been told off by Javert before. Yeah. Yeah, he, they've oh, yeah. had interactions. Yeah. They capture Javert and pretty much keep him as a hostage. And meanwhile, on the other side of the barricade, the cops are all there. So Javert was telling them, hey guys, don't worry about it. Tomorrow is when they're totally coming. But they're actually coming now. Marius starts climbing up the barricade and so are the army men on the other side. And disguised as a boy, Eponine also goes up there because Marius is now getting guns faced at him. Eponine goes up there, takes a gun that was facing at him and gets shot by a gun to save Marius. Wow. Yeah, and Marius is there with, like, I I think it's petrol or something and, like, a flame. And he goes, I'm happy to blow us both up. Like, I don't really care. So are you going to stay there? Are you going to back off? So they decide to, like, back off. And then so he gets down and goes to help Eponine. She's like, I'm so sorry I kept this letter from you and gave him... The letter. Oh, so she got shot but didn't die. She is dying. But as she's, oh, so dying, she's yeah. dying, okay. So he's holding her as she's dying in his arms. And this is like the first tender moment that she has ever had with him. He's like caring for her because, you know, they've always been best friends. So he's always loved so her like, in that so way. Yeah, so it's like losing your best friend. Yeah, and she just literally took a bullet for him. Took a bullet for him. Also, and the only, na- or not nasty thing, she just withheld a forwarding address, but she never did anything bad. Yeah. Marius is comforting her as she's dying. All right. And yeah. is this on the street? Yeah. After reading the letter from Cosette, so saying, hey, we're going to this apartment, then we're heading over to England, just letting you know that's the deal. Marius gets Gavroche to deliver a letter to her. And so he gives it to Valjean because he's the one who answers the door. Oh, I thought you were going to say he gives it to Russell Crowe. <laughs> Here we go. Russell Crowe's even bloody the postman now. No. So Valjean, instead of giving it straight to Cosette, he reads it himself. And so he must say, hey, Cosette, I'm in the barricades here. But Valjean reads it. And then so he grabs his coat. Somehow in this transition, he has dressed up as a guard for like the army. Oh, so he just just happened to have a spare suit in his cupboard. Or he's knocked a guy out and, like, stolen their outfit, classic, like, spy movie style. Yeah, jeez. Victor Hugo was ahead of his time, I tell (laughs) you. Ahead of his time. He even has, like, a bayonet as well. Wow. And they take him in. He goes, hey, I'm one of you guys. So they're all like, no, like, (laughs) we've just had another guy try the same thing with us. And you see um, Javert's, like, all, like, tied up as they try to put Hugh Jackman away. He goes... Enemy fire goes or shoots him with his gun. And they're like, oh, you are a good guy. You shot the police. All right, we'll let you go. And Gavroche even vouches vouches for him because he goes, hey, I just gave this guy a letter. He's totally cool. Makes sense that he's like totally just come here. Who's that guy going? Gavroche is like the 10-year-old. And oh, okay, yeah. yeah. He asks if he can go see Javert. And they're like, yeah, sure, totally. Have him. All yours. So he actually lets Javert go. So, the guy from the Rebellion goes to see Russell Crowe. No, Valjean. Hugh Jackman unties Russell Crowe. Oh, sorry, yep. Javert is like, cool, thanks, like, I'm still going to spend my life looking for you, like, you're still a criminal. So, it's not like, I forgive you. So, Valjean is like, cool, like, they're going to kill you, and I'm not a horrible man to let you stay here and get killed, so go off, be free. Valjean hears Marius sing about Corsette, about how much he loves her, and then he's actually hearing how much Marius does care for her. And so he does like a little prayer where he's saying he has approved of Marius, and if Valjean dies at any point, he hopes Marius lives. We then see the next day, those at the barricade are preparing for what may happen. Onjuris is tells them that, hey, we're actually the last barricade left. So you know how I said there was oh, like... Oh, okay. So a bit like in World War Two, and you've got the um, foxholes and then you're just getting... We're down to the last foxhole. Yeah, hole. so overnight the other ones weren't able to... They didn't have Maintain. Marius threatening to blow everyone up. Gavroche um, goes over the barricade. You do have the police still there, like, aiming their guns. So Gavroche is, like, singing and he's Singing just... while he's got a gun at him, yep. Yeah. And he's grabbing ammunition so that they can have ammunition. He goes, oh, you know, I'm a 10-year-old kid. They're not going to shoot me. And he's just grabbing them, and they do. 
I think that's the only bit in the movie I knew about. Yeah. Does he die? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the bit I knew about that there was a kid that died. Okay. And I feel like this is a good reason not to give you the song list because it's called Gavroche, Gavroche's Death. Oh, spoiler alert yeah. again. We've got two spoiler alerts so far. That's quite a few spoiler alerts in the songs. <laughs> um, so them killing Gavroche just makes the other side completely angry. The army have freaking cannons. So they're exploded cannons, which goes obviously straight through a table and chair barricade, like wooden barricade. And so it gets a bit hectic for a little while, back and forth. Uh, Marius gets injured, not completely injured, but he's like knocked out and Valjean's like, I've got to save him. So he like picks him up, throws him over the shoulder because we know how strong Valjean is. The only way he's able to try and get him out is to go through the sewers. So, oh, God. Yeah, very pooey. This is not going to make me gag? No. Okay, good. That, so, is it, but in the movie, do you see the... Yeah, you just see brown water, the and they're all over brown water. All over okay. Them. Did you gag in Shawshank? No. Yeah, then you'd oh, be no, fine. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I didn't. While Valjean and Marius have gone away, all the other revolutionaries die. Yep. They have, like, their... Big success. So, who's left? The two that... Well, the ones that died was just on So, Eddie Redmayne's still alive? Yeah. And Hugh Jackman? Yeah. Okay. So... And where's Hugh Jackman's daughter at the time? She's back at the apartment that um, they were staying at before they were going to take their passage to England. Yeah. So, um, they're, like, in the sewers, and they're kind of, like, dazed a bit. And in the sewers is the... Russell Crowe. No, Mr. Oh, Tenardier. So, Borat's there. Oh, Borat... Like, what's he doing in the sewers? So... There's a whole bunch of dead bodies there, so he's stealing stuff like jewellery. He even oh. takes a ring from Eddie Redmayne as well. Oh. So once Valjean kind of like comes to it, he sees Tenardier, then he goes back off and then drags Marius out of the sewer. They're finally out of the sewer. You look to your left and who's there? Russell Crowe. Yes. I, gee, I reckon that they must have invented track GPS back in those <laughs> days. Valjean just asks Javert for one hour. He goes, I just need to take him to the hospital. Like, I know you've given me all these other chances, but this is all I need. This oh, is so the last asking, thing. Oh, so he's asking, hey, just one hour give me, and then you can arrest me. Yeah, because he has finally found someone to look after Cosette, so his promise can be fulfilled for Fontaine, that someone will always be there to look after her. Javert, this time, just goes, yeah, that's completely fine. I'll let you go. For an hour. He just says, just, you Just know, go. Go yeah. do what you got to do. Yeah. So after Valjean leaves, Javert contemplates the paradox of hunting down a man who has spared him his life. He's finally getting some humanity in him that, you know, I've been hunting this guy most of my life. I've been kidnapped and I could have got killed. And, and he could have used that as an opportunity so that he would stop chasing him. Stop but... chasing him and he didn't and he helped him escape. So Hugh Jackman's not a bad guy after all. Yeah. Okay. So, he proceeds to jump to his death in the river below. Who? Russell Crowe. Oh, my God. Why? Just, he spent his whole life chasing this guy. And, and because know, he's got nothing to live for, because he's got no one to chase anymore. Or maybe it? he's just been wrong about his life as well. Like, you this know, is, he's a police commissioner. Yeah. This song is called Javert Suicide. Was it a high He's place? on, like, a, he's, like, on the top of, like, a bridge and jumps into a river. Gee, Victor Hugo must have been going through a yeah. tough time when he wrote that book. Yeah, yeah so that's the song Javert's Suicide. Okay. Once again, no. huge spoiler. And obviously he doesn't sing it because he's dead. Well, he's singing before he does it. And okay. goes into it. So we see Marius who has gone back to the cafe where they used to all hang out as the only... The re- as the, re- the rebellion. Yeah. Yep. He's obviously got huge survivor guilt. He's there with Cosette and we see that she's like looking after him. He's got like his arm in like a sling and is like walking a bit slower. And now Valjean watches on and sees that she has found what she is needed in life. She doesn't need Valjean anymore. So he has fulfilled his promise to Fontaine. And Marius wants to show gratitude towards Valjean for allowing him to be with Cosette. And goes, you know, totally like live with us. And Valjean goes, no. And tells Marius about his past, about why he was always on the run, and that's why he must leave, because he doesn't know Javert has... Killed himself. Yeah. 
And then he also asked Marius not to tell Cosette about his past. And just tell her that I've gone on a journey far, far away. He goes, that's fine. I will not... I will tell her that, like, you're just going away and I won't tell her about your past and everything you've told me. Cosette is very sad about this. She goes, why would he just leave? Like, Why would he leave me? He's been with me since I was 10. Yeah. Like, we're meant to go to England together. And also, like, why why now? Why is he not giving it a week or anything? Like, he's just why leaving right there. going? Yeah, so we see Valjean who's in a cart and he's just not looking well. So we then cut to the wedding of Marius and Cosette. Yeah. How many years later is it? It doesn't now? specify how many years later. You just hear the wedding music. Um, the Tenardiers have showed up because why wouldn't they? Oh my God. Yeah. Obviously they weren't invited. No, obviously. They went to Gay Crash. Yeah. And Marius goes to kick them out. Obviously They're... not mourning their own daughter either. No. <laughs> no. Uh, Marius goes to kick them out and they're like, no, we have info that you will want to know. Um, he already knows. Well, um, they're like, you know, you have to give us a few francs first. And he goes, tell me. And they're like, well, we know that Jean Valjean was throwing around dead bodies in the sewers. And they're like, I've got proof. I've even got this ring. This is one of the bodies he stole. And Marius goes, Wait, that's my ring. And then he never knew that Jean Valjean was the one who saved him from the rebellion and pulled him and took him to the hospital. So he's just finding out that the reason he is alive is because of Jean Valjean. And then they're like, well, that's not all we know. You like, we know more and you definitely have to pay more. And he goes, what, like, what more do you know? They're like, we know where he is right now. And then, so he just punches like Sasha Baron Cohen goes, tell me where it is. They're like, fine, fine. And Tells them where to go, so he grabs Cosette and they head to... Oh, Talon Bottom Carter's the other one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And um, we see um, Valjean, who is not looking that good in a convent. Convent? Yeah. Wow, so... he's been, a... wow, been in a lot of places, yeah. So he's just in a chair, he's pretty much on death's door, and he's visited by the spirit of Fontaine, who's yep. there, like, thanking him for, like, all that he's done. And you see Cosette running up to him and he's like, why did you leave me? Like, you know. Oh, so she actually finds him. Yeah. So they gave her, gave Marius the information. So he took her from the wedding to go find him. And then he's like, you know, I'm so happy to see you, Cosette. Long time no see. And then Marius is like saying how grateful he is for Valjean for saving him. And Valjean is saying, you know, he's ready to die now, knowing that Cosette will be happy and looked after. They're trying to ask him, like, stick around, you know, we want you around, please still stick around. And he gives them a letter. And as he does this, he's going to join Fontaine in salvation. And he's also greeted by the bishop, who had given him a second, second chance, chance in life. How did the bishop know he was here? This is the afterlife. Oh. Yeah, this is in salvation. Okay. Yeah, that's why Fontaine's there. All right. Oh, so Hugh Jackman's dead now. Yeah. So he's just passed away after giving them. So a he's letter. just passed away, and now we'll go scene in heaven if there is a heaven. Yeah. So then we have the finale song, which is "Do You Hear the People Sing?" reprise, and it's all like the people who had died like in the rebellion, and that's Les Miserables. So it ends with them in heaven. Yeah. The other two are married. The other. The Pikes is what I refer to. The Tenardiers, yeah. Yeah, they've been carted off somewhere. And. Everyone else is dead. Everyone else is dead. Yeah, that's it. That's it? Yeah. So that's the movie. That's Les Miserables. Do you feel less miserable or more miserable? No, I, how, is there any talking in the movie or is the whole no, it's lot all singing? Wow. Oh, okay. Do you, hmm. And if, but the thing is, what I like about it is you can follow along with what's going on. Like, watching... You know how sometimes you're like, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. They're just singing, but it's not relevant. Every, like, line pretty much is relevant to it. Okay. So, I'll go into the awards that Lame is the show has won. The so, actual movie or the... The Broadway? original. Um, so, the London production, Patti Lapone won Best Actress for playing Fontaine. Because she's barely in it. Is that your thing? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, the Broadway production 1987 won a lot. Got Best Musical, Book of a Musical, Original Score, Direction, what, Scenic yeah? Design, 1987. Yep. Scenic Design, Best Lighting, Michael, Michael Maguire, who played Onjuris. 
and Francis Ruffle or Raphael, who played Eponine, both won for Best Featured Actors. So at the 2015 Helpman Awards, so the Australian... Named um, after Robert Helpman. Yep. So Les Mis won Best Musical and Carrie Ann Greenland won for her role as Eponine and also won Best Lighting and Sound Design. Now... So this is actually the play. Yep. Yep. Now the movie. And what, what year was the movie made again? Uh, 2012, I believe. As you've already said, Anne Hathaway did win the Oscar for playing Fontaine. Mm. Also won Best Makeup and Hairstyling as well as Best Sound mis- Mixing. And also won a BAFTA for her role, also a SAG and a Golden Globe. And then at the Golden Globes, Hugh Jackman also won and also won Best Motion Picture for a Musical or a Comedy. That's what I was going to ask you. Did any, did Russell Crowe get nominated at least? I don't think so. So the only ones who actually got any, from the movie, any sort of like credit in a way is Hugh Jackman and mainly Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Final thoughts on Les Miserables. Interesting. I think it's good to know what the story's about because if I was watching the musical, I'd be like, I've got to leave the room now. Because um, I did walk out of um, that other movie that Nicole Kidman sang and Neil McGregor. I walked out <laughs> Moulin the, Rouge. Yeah, I actually yeah. walked out the cinema on that one. So, yes, I think the way you explained it to me was pretty good, even though um, there was too many names, so that's why I had to keep referring back to the actors, and I'll give it a go. I wouldn't go pay money to see it. I would give it a shot at watching it on Foxtel. Thanks for joining me, Bronnie. You're welcome, Cassie. It will be very interesting to see what my opinion is out of ten when we do see it. Thanks for listening to Les Miserables on Drinks and a Show. Subscribe for new episodes that come out on Tuesdays and give the show a follow on Instagram and Twitter. The handle for that is Drink Show Pod. I recently got myself a little top, so let me know if you love the merch. Thanks for listening. Bye.